welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses how the skills we develop in meditation practice can be applied on the spot in our daily lives. Welcome. Uh, Usually in terms of talking about meditation, I've been referring to the practice you might do on a chair or a cushion, which I refer to as a formal practice. But one uh, cool thing about meditation is that a lot of the principles and what we're working with in a formal practice can be applied on the spot as we face different difficulties or challenging situations within our daily life. We're learning really basic skills that can be applied in many different ways. The first is the ability to come back into your body. I think when we are stressed out or challenged, we tend to shoot upwards into the heightened conceptuality, try to think our way out of situations, and we lose our sense of earth, our grounding qualities. So one thing we can do, if we can't do anything else, is we can just come back into our physicality, into the gravity, weight, uh, connection of our feet on the floor, can bring our energy down into the body and give it a little break or gap from the conceptuality or mind running wild. I think when we're in difficult situations, we tend to get very speedy and fast and into immediate uh, fix-it mind, or at least get out of this uncomfortable feeling kind of mind. And here we're we're allowing ourselves to stay with our mind and to stay in our body and to give ourselves just a little gap to take a moment just to come back, come back into your body, come back into just a simple physical presence and uh, the support of uh, our Mother Earth. Another really uh, useful tool, you could say, or skills cultivated in uh, mindfulness or meditation practice is making an acquaintance with our breathing, being in tune with our breathing, listening to what our breathing has to uh, tell us. And in this case, uh, again, it's so helpful when we're starting to lose it and, and to flip out for whatever reason, we can come back into our breath. We can write, wait. I can connect with my breathing. I could relax my breathing. I could let my breath out. I could take a breath. And again, this is a way of of not just coming back into the breath, but providing a kind of a gap to interrupt the flow of habit and a flow of panic mind. And any kind of interruption can shift the energy at least a little bit. It doesn't always dramatically shift the energy, but it can definitely shift the energy in a positive direction, give us a little bit of perspective. It's almost like these kind of skills are taking a step back. We're learning to take a step back before we kind of charge ahead based on all sorts of preconceptions and fears and just panic about wanting to know what to do. And often we don't know exactly what to do. And we don't want to take the time to to actually be receptive enough to let the situation tell us what to do. So these skills coming back into the body, grounding, and also coming back into the breath, breathing, reduces the tightness and tension that so much feeds rapid thinking and and impatience and discomfort, not being willing to be uncomfortable for a moment. 
And sometimes that's just what we need. We need to be uncomfortable for a moment so then we can begin to have some insight into what we need to do next. Another quality of a formal meditation practice or mindfulness practice is being cultivated a way of acknowledging our emotions without immediately harshly judging them or trying to alter them or also trying to make ourselves feel a certain way and feel badly if we don't feel the way we think we're supposed to in a situation. But just simply acknowledging we feel a certain way and not then solidifying making that so solid and it's relaxing our relationship with our emotions. It doesn't mean we shouldn't feel things. We, of course we should. It's a natural thing. We feel sad. We feel happy. We feel freaked out or confused and wondering what to do. All those kind of feelings. And we have feelings about feelings. I should feel more kind. I should feel more concerned. Uh, but really not giving them as much um, power as we usually do, not getting rid of them, not exaggerating them, but just relating to them as somewhat the weather of the situation. And finally, there's the essential quality of meditation practice, which is coming back into the present moment. I think when we panic and our minds start racing, it's often connected with leapfrogging, really quickly between past and future, past and future. What might happen? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? Or painful memories. Oh, this brings up so many similar things that are so painful in my past. And that all may be true, but in facing uh, immediate situations in life, it's helpful to kind of be in the present to drop the focus on what-ifs and to drop the grudges and pain of what has happened to try to explain where we are right now. Instead, coming from a fresh ground of where we are right this moment. So these are great tools, and I use them all the time. The sense of being in this present moment is very powerful. How wonderful it is when we have someone who is present for us, who is present there for us, very simply, without immediately going from being into doing, from being present into let's fix this. Not that sometimes we need to fix things, but often we're missing the point that what really needs to be communicated is just being here with you. I am here with you. That is a rare thing. I am here with you. I'm not trying to fix you. I'm not trying to mend you, alter you. I am here with you. So grounding, breathing, being more present, acknowledging our emotions without shame or embarrassment, and just coming back, coming back. I call these on-the-spot practice. And we're able to do this kind of on-the-spot practice because we're training in it in our regular meditation sessions. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, 
or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.